yeah good day everybody this is strong critic and um this is going to be our first podcast on this channel so i just hope you guys would enjoy it don't mind this boring stuff though it's never master me my first time so yeah it should be someone and it's also an introduction and um i would like to let you all know that i'm not going to be the only host here i have my colleague also nash by the way i'm black boy zuvi you can call me zuvi general and um stone critic what are we about we're about music and football generally just music and football but in the future and if you see how large our audience would be and what people want us to talk about we talk about it also we don't have opinion for everything you know be twitter influencers i'm not taking i'm not insulting anybody but you don't know as they be now so um what we want to talk about right now is just music for today and we have need to talk about the evolution of nigerian music industry how it started and where it's going to where it can probably get to because i don't think we are we are somehow at the peak afrobeat is at the peak already but i feel there will be a competition with the hip-hop genre soon with the way my boys are going the corner another grammy nomination that's mad Weezy also beyonce fucking hell man shit thank god i'm alive to see this so yeah these guys don't make afrobeats go far like very very far but did he start with them that's the question it did not start with them they did not bring us to this point we are we have legends that did that it bad as it bad there are some don't sweet but yeah they paved the way for this for Afrobeat generally i did i'm not trying to say they brought boys and they made those boys no no they actually made Afrobeat something we can listen to two-face the punch p-square even the juice of the karim that was singing jaga jaga thing yeah that song is fucking is a fucking hit Tony Tetula there are so many of them LD Don Emaya Baga also so many of them and we should not just try to put them down because yeah they are um they are they are already old school or something no no we know if you put, bring them down we just got to respect them then Banky Dope Uncle so these guys actually they made Afrobeats, what it is, Don Jazzy, um, DJ Jimmy Jats, yeah. So these guys actually made it what it is, and and I would say it started in 2004 to 2010. Afrobeat just went bang bang like so. We, no one expected it at all, and it started when Two Face, P Square. This, they were blowing hot. They were blowing seriously hot. Two Face with Squared Punch. Every song was a hit. Two Face dropped African Queen. Um, there's one song if if I give another man, yeah, wow, yeah. Two Face dropped that. P Square, oh my game. Uncle, please tell us a story that time. God damn it, bro. Songs don't do, but okay. Let's talk about. The band also 
these guys kept that they were consistent dropping it in 2008-2010 it took another direction it went from okay let's say let, let's put it on a scale of 1 to 10 it went from 4 over 10 to 6 over 10 2008-2010 or let's say 7 over 10 actually the more record boys came in man banga no <laughs> DJ on the beat, so he's a ba- banger. If you banger, knockout, back, 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 back. If they start clubbing too, it was just so hot. Like, then, wait, record. Guy, yes, in wait, they sing, you know, go dance. I beg you, if you know, dance, be it. Yeah. Nobody was even hitting on anybody then. When you just hear, it's done jazzy again back then. Ah, ah, no be small. No be small, I beg. Even um, two phase two, he started bringing those party jam. Then you no, know, it was mo- mostly that Afro beats with um, all these R&B shit. But he started bringing in the party part of the Afro beats, and the people were enjoying it. P Square steady giving us it. You must shake body. Do me, I do you. You go do you. You go do yourself. Nobody say this thing. Then. Uh, <laughs> They even had to run down to the song, which are busy, but they ate back then, bro. <laughs> yeah, so then, then the band went international with Mr. Endowed, featured um, Snoop Dogg. He sang Scapegoats, the remix. I don't know if he dropped it, but I know there was one he did with Kanye West. Yeah, one very, very interesting. Kanye actually killed that song. He killed it. He sang with Rick Ross outside also. Then Oliver Twist was what brought that um, populace, that popularity. Oliver Twist brought it. Like, yeah, no doubt. Oliver Twist was a banger. Oliver, yeah, Oliver Twist was a banger. Then we like the band, the band. Boys started gaining that inspiration from these guys. The video said it in all of all of you also. These are the people that he's actually looking up to. Whiskey also, um, Bona. These guys actually gave them inspiration. It's not until someone is coming to put you into the music industry, taking you to studio, that yeah, guy sing or something. Nah, 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 nah. Or you follow him around before you, you can say this person paved it for him. Can pave way in different ways. I don't know it before, but because I've done it, that's why you're doing it. To me, that's what I feel like. I think because he did it, these guys too are actually doing it because he did it. Because Two Face did it, they are doing it. Because um, Timaya and Cool, because they did it, they are doing it. Then in 2010, we got a different pattern, different style of music. Late 2009 and mid 2010 was that green. When he started coming with the rap, like he changed that rap game. The indigenous rap game, he changed it. I remember when Lord of Adjansa was still singing. Nobody likes it, he scrapped, but you know, there was one vibe that green brought now. Like he changed, even the ones that don't understand Yoruba, they really, really enjoyed listening to that song 
like it was giving only no be pop my favorite was actually kundu i don't know why i like it i don't have a bad dog but i just like that kundu mommy meeting the soldier the vibe on in that song was really really crazy it brought that one well also also that then there's there's this song too i'm trying to remember one song that he actually sang with conga but i think they dropped that when he, after he died actually so rest in peace that green barack green rest in peace then we just got along with the man and that was still talking about it today because he's dropping bangers his last album was fucking fire he had no features with any list um artist and the album was still fire i'll be still fire rather so that was when we had the lamedy we had that same year was whiskey i think all that's your boy and um, he sang with all the motion also then the following year we had the video coming from 2010 i think towards the end to the beginning of 2011 he sang back when i was looking with it to see man and logo like i like that song pass damiduro but damiduro's instrumental is crazy i actually want to use damiduro as the background sound of this but i think it is louder than my voice so i, I don't know if i'm not sure i'm using it anymore so Dami Duro's instrumental is crazy. Till tomorrow, if I did hear that instrumental, they bust my head. I'm not a very big David fan, but nah, these guys are actually people that they move it from 7 over 10 to 9.5 over 10 for me. Bona also came with uh, Light to Party. I fell in love with Bona. At first, I was skeptical. I was like, this guy could just come go. Then he brought Yawa. I was like, ah, mad dude. I wanna. I just. Then I just like Bonner Boy. He was just himself. And you know, no human nature. Now we like people get gragra. So all those kind of things. That gragra nature alone to make me gonna like him. That stubborn nature, arrogant nature. I would like. I just liked him for it because I feel he's just being himself. He doesn't care what anybody's anybody's thinking he's not seeing himself <clears throat> he's not seeing himself like he's in a competition with somebody he's just himself he's who he is if you don't like me for who i am fuck off that's the kind of person he is 2010 to 2014 15 yeah the afrobeat genre had one particular kind of sound then 2015 i think 2015 16 Mr. Easy sets they came in and they changed it to that Banku kind of song. Everybody has started going there. We left the Azunto kind of distant. Still that same 2016, yeah, 2015 16. We had the Shoki set too. It started giving us that Shoki vibe. Everybody was shocking the Shoki. We were just shocking that Shoki anyhow. Then 2017. Olamide again. That guy has been instrumental actually. He's a legend. Let's respect that. We should always respect it. We don't really call his name that much, but yeah, he's a fucking legend. Olamide came with Shaku Shaku vibe. Though he did not start it too, he's not the pioneer, but I think he made it known. 
he gave that shaku shaku that shaku shaku because without him the shaku shaku wouldn't shaku <coughs> so he just came and he made that shaku 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 and he shakuled so hard <laughs> then in um 2019 was it was fucking great i don't forget last year bro guy 2019 was fucking mad for me man because I, I I don't know why I really like Naira Magni. <coughs> I've been a lag boy. He came to in like then or to perform. You need to see the crowd. Naira Magni couldn't perform because of the crowd. Because there was no assurance those guys won't fight. Or something won't stop because of Naira Magni. Though rumors were that he did not come. <coughs> and rumors were flying around that he came. But... He couldn't assure the VC that he couldn't control the crowd, even though he said Manuel's control the crowd. But that that crowd is too much trying to control because it fucking hell, man. Sports center, full say, maybe small. Maybe say sports center indoors or outdoors, full BBD. Bariga, everybody just they alright. And then, Kilo Shelley, Manuel dance. But we should not really give all the glory to Nairobi. Zlatan also did well, but I don't know why people don't like Zlatan. Some people go say into the shout. In some except they get vibe, but sometimes they do some business ad libs. The ad libs were fire one time, but right now I think it's getting too much. That's it's getting too much. He needs to pipe on the ad lib. Fine, he did alright, but he gets reduced them also, and. Um, 2019 was mad. We had African Giant album drop. Bonner got his first Grammy Award nomination. It was a year. Um, Beyonce dropped uh, Lion King album. We got our boys on it and our ladies also. Yemiala D, Tiwa, and Techno. So we had even. Um, Shatawali was on it. Bonner was on the album. Wizkid was also on the album. So yeah. And I've not talked much about the female part of the Nigerian industry, which I'm going to do now. So it won't look like I'm being miso um patriarchal or will I call it misogynistic. I don't know how they pronounce the word. So any word where I mispronounce and I shall get to it in the talk yeah so the female music industry i won't lie to you i don't really know much about the female music industry because at the beginning we had sasha p some we had they had mocheda also in 2010 mocheda the girl with the big nose mocheda she so she brought down vibe Kumaro 17, 18, 19. Kumaro. Mucheda. Sasha P. Uh, uh, there are so many people I can't remember. But it was Savage, Emiola. They could just do those ladies. Like they brought it to another level. Chidima. I won't forget Chidima. That fine girl. Now my crush be that. I can't forget her. Chidima also. She, she. 
these ladies are very very outstanding because they are trying all their possible best winning in a man in a in a in a, a man dominated how would i put it category because the music industry in nigeria is actually dominated by males are everything a man dominated but these women are still winning where the men are nominated i think tenny is the only i think she tenny don't win next i think she's the only one to have won next rated yeah only female to have won it also not nobody no, nobody actually i don't know why i don't know how to put it and i don't know why it is like that why the female music industry is not really really blown as expected like the yankee industry now uh, uh, we get in the suit beyonce nikki iggy um steph london cardi b so many female that people vibe to but yeah i would say it's not men's fault right now i think it's the women female fans their fault it's their fault men like these people but women you guys have to show support to women now like you have to make kids look i'll still see some women slanging with the insult woman like guy now your fellow gender man if man the insult man now just vibes now bands in the end yeah but if people will insult somebody and you take it be me i don't know i don't know why they apply me i go yab but i don't yab i don't yab finish yeah. i go stick on you go job right but woman you know they like that actually so what i'm just trying to say is if a woman should eat on somebody it's standard they know they only don't change and they could just look and say i don't like i don't like you or will i say not beef see what savage and Cody are doing really good very very good so women let's just try and show support to this these people and what i'm trying to say now is uh, the evolution of the nigerian music industry has been a perfect ride for the music industry in africa at large because it has given South Africans motivation also to do that they are kinking, that they are house parties so <laughs> don't mind me I said they are kinking because most of their visas are always kinking yeah Kenya also South Sulanko um, Ghana even if they won't form hardcore hardcore guy now Nigerian music now you make African music day as African music day any part of Africa except not northern part of africa those ones i know they too savvy them so any part of africa nigerian music actually took them to global step they have been making waves also but i think nigerian music has already given that africa that uh, view people can actually see into our music to see into our lifestyle most of these young people they don't even they think of us in a better way so yeah our Nigerian music has actually given them a better view of Africa. You see people always wanting to come to Nigeria. Some will even tell you they, they are coming for uh, we they even do Nigeria we won't come on Yeah, so 
I think this will be the end of my podcast here because I'm not getting anything to talk about again. I don't want to talk. If it's not even cap, well, any cap or a cap, I'm not gonna wear on like that for my bag. I'm not gonna support us. I beg. So this is our first episode on Stone Critic, and I just hope you guys will have a bumper ride with us. You enjoy it with us. We still get many things for baby. We never come out. I just this one we just the show. I'm on. I just see. Please, just enjoy. Enjoy us. We go enjoy you too, because if you know if you don't have audience in this shit, it just like really waste our speed. So just enjoy us and thank you. See you on Friday or yeah yeah from us on Friday rather. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, good day everybody. Um, welcome to our podcast, Stone Critic. And this is a new episode, episode 2 of uh, Evolution of Nigerian Music. So we are going to be talking about Nigerian music in the 2000s. That's what we're just going to be talking about basically today. We're talking about Nigerian music in the 2000s. That's really 2000, year 2000 to 2009. Most of our uh, listeners, our audiences, I know most of you might not remember most of the songs back from 2000s. Some of them are safe now, 2004. Expecting everybody to actually know those songs, and I, I don't really know almost everything. I think I only I can only remember music from 2004 and a little bit of the ones from 2000, like that Shoki, Black Bajan. That was because they were very, 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 very popular guys then. The Uno, the Black Bajan, even the, the people they gave birth to in 2007 actually knows Black Bajan because Black Bajan actually. So now, meaning in Nigerian music in the 2000s, Nigerian music in the 2000s, let's start with Lagbaja. Lagbaja is, uh, should we call this kind of music Afro beats? Because it is more of this European genius vibe. Back then, Afrobeat was not even really a weave because most people don't don't really care. Our artists back then, most of them, they only go for this American music cover. They are always doing cover for American music, like they will sing Go Shorty, they will go and change their own pattern and sing something different. So everybody was just trying to copy the American music industry then. Actually started uh, started down until we had our main boys come around and just two phase started bringing that Afro fusion into Nigerian music and people started enjoying it. People started listening to it. Oh, oh, these guys they don't they, they don't they try. So yeah, they brought that Afro fusion and Afro beat into. Nigerian music industry. It made sense. We started buying it from 2004. Yeah, Afrobeat started making it. sense. I remember uh, this. There was this uh, Bostarang song then. I think I've forgotten the name. But I know the main 
back then. They actually did a cover for the music. I think it's America. It's called Nathan. Well, uh, and Shannon Downwind is also a cover for one American movie. More than one thing, I just want to tell you. started seeing our those the same people that started doing cover for American music they too they had to follow the train and started going into Afrobeat they started giving that Afrobeat vibe and it started actually making sense it started making sense it started they don't look mediocre anymore we're looking like yeah this is a Nigerian artist they were not looking like some kind of scrappy people Wrapped rubbish in that song, but waiting we know that time. Everybody take him to go shout. Ah, he just have to carry him good. He said nonsense. We carry him, we drop him like that. Then in 2004, we had Two Face come up the bunch. We had Face. I can't forget. I love that song. In case you don't know me, this not true story. That song was actually very, very interesting. Then B2, later become Chi, then Blackface to Get I Life, where we they live for Ninja. Hard Life in Africa. Blackface. Um, Olumentin. Yahoo. Oh, oh. Yahoo. Everybody actually knows this song. Anybody with the hear this thing know this song. I should say ten year, eight years old beginning of the year this podcast. On another song, Yauzi, everybody. Me going dance and everybody know this song. No be do be this thing. Yauzi. Then in that time also they actually had a branch of Afrofusion people and Galala said. Though the Galala will still put them under Afrobeats, but the Galala said this Galala said are mostly Delta boys, that's a, that's what I'm gonna put it as. They are mostly Delta Europe boys because their their music is almost stereo man sample. He actually said on my street then. I remember when he still used to pass before he became a star. He just everybody just uh, sample. I was looking like, shit this guy go blue, shit this guy go blue. Till eventually I started watching his videos, even though the videos are dead. I would still get to that part. I started watching these videos. So yeah, it was actually divided. We had the Afrofusion guys and we had the Galala guys. And funny enough, the Galala guys were actually more popular than the Afrofusion people in my own area. Because people, they dance Galala, going African China, Marvelous Benji, Daddy Shoki. There were so many, so many of them. There, there was one that some guys to like two. I've forgotten their names too. The same people that sang Shaki don't get by and do and those days. Those songs. <laughs> I know some not going to surprise how I think about this song. Now it's a play for my area at that time. I don't go like I vibed around. 
to the dance galala these years so those songs revived it to them so let's talk about the challenges these guys faced okay let's start with publicity publicity back then was very weak that's why Afrofusion it went to some areas very very late because the publicity in those areas it requires high level of publicity now just galala and vice nine people like them so publicity actually affected them now we have social media social media is running everything for us and it is making sense it is making music very 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 easy to understand so social media has actually helped it has helped a lot it's making music easy to understand to i don't know i don't want to use that word understand it's made music actually go far wide you be understand that particular genre we understand because if you hear trap you gonna say a trap if you hear afrobeat you gonna say no afrobeat with this hip-hop pop rock you are going to understand that yes this is what i'm listening to so that social media alone has helped us because back then what if we only know that vibe sing song make we dance we know everything you won't sing just sing let us dance so publicity actually affected these guys no, that's why most of those legends are very broke because publicity affected them publicity so the shows they're actually doing most of the shows they were doing it free because even if they put some particular amount it is not sure everybody will pay or want to come and watch them because they don't even know who they are coming to listen to so that alone actually is, was one big factor then let's talk about the quality of music they were giving us then the quality was very poor and should we call that technology or i don't know i don't know where i'll put that but the tech the the um quality was not as mad as as this one we have now the quality was weak the sounds the mix and mastering was weak so those ones alone actually you are going to know that ah no 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 problem d for the kind song if you even listen to the songs now you'll be like ah which kind vibe this song they give me this the vibe really really they did yeah and um you should look at the video quality also videos quality is dead me i no go lie video quality be like say they use phone doam it go be like say they use one techno phone doam you go think say they use techno phone do the video so the videos are actually you will you not even be able to see the person's face very well so the video quality is dead that one is even standard video quality being dead another one and um should we say they lacked lyrics i'm still talking about 2004 to seven they lacked lyrics the only few people that had better lyrics then most people were just trying to patch up patch up patch up bad sound bad lyrics but we were just still vibing to it and vibing to yankee songs then 2007 to 2009 or from 2006 to 2009 the music industry changed we started seeing better quality of videos i'm not saying best better quality of videos the qualities were very nice we can see what they are supposed we are supposed to see 
we had other people singing songs that made sense with nice with style plus back then also yeah style plus were giving us nice sounds nice sounds not i'm not talking about the lyrics so the sound was nice style plus um thing gave us nice sounds the bunch and don jazzy collaboration since 2004 or 2003 they have been giving nice sounds quality sounds two-face has actually been doing that also but not everybody was giving nice sounds eg eg subdicarium sounds the the remedies period their sound was actually poor the maintain boys only maintain people's period too their sound was poor it was when it went solo that we started seeing nice sounds sound sultan also he had some songs that were actually poor sounding and some that made sense like jack bajantis board mass so yeah all those songs actually give those 2006-2009 songs made sense we had brackets we had um casey we had kelly handsome that one that sank so much money the problem is how to spend it hallelujah we had so many other musicians also too back then that actually gave nice sounds dj jimmy jart styly styly with rappers trying to bring those rappers together so uh, those songs actually give nice quality sounds something you can actually listen and vibe to and videos also some of them give videos so 2006-2009 actually changed the face of afrobeat that was when it started moving up that was when we started seeing different um type of songs we started listening to nigerian music more most people started listening to most only nigerian music they don't even do those um yankee vibe i still do yankee vibe even see now so those people started listening to that Af- um, african or let's say nigerian music ah, oh my, this may be aroused waiting be this so those african music yeah we started listening to those ones south africans Ghanaians, to started following the trend and it started changing <coughs> and the women were also not left out like i said asha she gave us mother's music with good quality sound asha um sasha this lady that is dead she rest in peace coffee you like is it coffee or i forgotten this that song um i forgotten the name of the song she's yoruba but i think you people know the person i'm talking about one gospel artist mixed though they gave nice sounds also um i think omar Wumetu was one of these people back then so yeah music, the music industry changed face it brought new type of um star in 2006-2009 till the 2010s but next week we'll be talking about the 2010s so um you people should still stay tuned and listen but right now i would like to come to an end of this episode because the previous episode people said it was too long and i'm trying to shorten it to 15 minutes and i think 15 minutes will be okay and if you feel 15 minutes is still too long you can come and tell me that i'm capping too much so i'll now have to cut my cap according to my size <laughs> don't hand it i'll now have to cut the capture i'll now have to reduce my capping yeah so 
and thank you for actually listening you guys actually flattered me i was actually very very surprised and flabbergasted at the way you people received my first uh, my first episode so i just hope you guys would enjoy this second one but more than over we don't go to talk about new school and we'll still talk about more we'll still talk about so many things and i hope you guys would enjoy it thank you everyone this is your favorite podcast and i am the skinny black boy nash in today's episode we'll be talking about paul Cooper. just this week paul Cooper's agent came out to say paul doesn't feel the vibe of um, united anymore doesn't feel the vibe of theater films i want to leave i want to go out which is quite weird because Paul came out to say the coronavirus really affected him and he's ready, he's always ready, he's always willing to give his all to the crew. Now, why would your agent come out to contradict you? Mm. But then it's actually very weird because you know, this is your agent. It's like you guys chill together, you guys kiss together. It's, it, it could be it's, it's legit top three pin chat on your phone, on WhatsApp. It, is the first person you go to when you want to talk about uh, your club situation. He will definitely hit you up to ask you how, how, how is your new club going, how, is, uh, how are things going, have you said to you, have you done this, have you done this. He texts you about um, club proposals, offers, and everything, ambassadorial roles, if you have sponsorship deals. So now, why would somebody that you, like, you look at as a father? come out to contradict the gist you, you just dropped which means that okay let's say there's something fishy for me down uh okay now for Cuba summer of 2016 this very 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 talented boy made a move from swimming to theater of dreams wow it's nine million that's at that as at that time most expensive transfer starter ground Scatter ground, everybody, everybody feel now. Uh huh. United, eh? They all scatter everywhere. United, United is back. Theater of dreams. This one, that one, this one, that one. Now, uh, three years, four years after, let's look at, let's look at what Paul has done to United. Apart from trophies, yes, he has actually delivered some trophies like the Europa League, Cali Cup, and some minute trophies. Mm. But then, as an individual, like as a player, what has he actually contributed? I'm not, I'm not trying to say he has been below par, he has had his moments though, but in 118 appearances, Google has already scored 26 goals and provided 25 assists, which is actually very, very bad for an attacking midfielder. Very, it's, it's an honest number for a central midfielder, very, very honest. And it's, it's actually a very good number for a DMF. But when you look at Paul, Paul has a license to vote. It's not as if when, 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 you, when, you set, when you set your formation up, you are setting Paul up to defend, to, to play central midfield, or to play attacking midfield. He has that freedom. Everybody, he has a license. Okay, Paul, you could play here, you could play there, you could play eight, you could play, you could play ten. Now, 
saying he wants to leave now, saying he wants to leave, it's, it's actually, actually, if you had said this like two seasons ago, three seasons ago, United fans would panic because it's like, hey, the fear of the unknown, what's going to happen, our midfield is going to be like this, so our midfield is going to be like that. So. But now, eh? there's Bruno Fernandes popping everywhere, popping all cylinders, riding assists, riding goals from spot kick, eh, 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 doing this, doing that, it's an immaculate work rate. So I don't think United fans are really moves like that. They, uh, uh, on, on social media, it was it was it was all bantering. They were bantering and Pogba dragging him here, dragging him there. Even his agent, even his agent was not left out. So um, that's Pogba's situation right now. Pogba's situation at United is actually very very bad because most of the time that it, it doesn't even make the bench. It doesn't even make the bench. When Jose Mourinho was there, Jose Mourinho called him a virus. Everybody thought it was, uh, Jose Jose was at fault. Everybody dragged Jose like it should start for Kuba. Uh, it should start the French boys actually, mashallah Kuba. But people like why why they, they actually dragged him for not starting Kuba. They call, um, Jose called him a virus. Jose called him this. Jose said he, he, most of the time Jose used to drive him under the bus. He used to take him to the slam or take him to the jazz like. Let's say actually when puts in a bad, bad performance, but then when Ole came, he had six, seven incredible matches. Ah, the author of Pogba was back. Pogba was back. It's nine million goals spent. He back in. After like after like twelve matches, we started to see the real Pogba, the very lazy Pogba. He didn't want to fall back. He didn't want to attack. So he didn't want to defend. The same time he was always lacking in defense. Was always always wanting in attack. Like. But like, what exactly do you want to do? What exactly do you want to play? Do you want to play there? Do you want to play here? Do you want to, do you, if, even if I say you want to keep, do you want to keep? Do you want to play left back? Do you want to play right back? I don't know what exactly do you want to play. So, basically, that has been Paul's situation. Nobody knows what to want. They have to do, they don't know what exactly they need to unlock for Cuba. They've gotten Fred to unlock him. They've gotten, they've gotten, uh, they use McTominay to unlock him yet. I don't know. Nothing can unlock. Nothing. Nothing is unlocking. So, uh, okay, and let's go to the agents. Um, that, like, secondly, I'm going to talk about the agents' behavior. Milo Varela is a very, 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 very outspoken agent. He likes to talk. He wants to be in the news. He wants to be in the media. Made him see my face. And big people over agents. That kind of vibe. But then, is it, is it, is it necessary? It, I remember the Alan Winter transfer to United. Well, United actually backed out of the transfer because of some some ridiculous crosses in the deal. First off, he had, um, I think it was 20 million. You had to pay the agent 20 million, Milo. You had to pay him 20 million for Alan to sign, and there was a release clause again. And the deal was too complicated. United don't really like, they don't really. Engage in complicated deals. Uh, for example, regulations due to, to regulations due to uh, Tottenham was actually very very complicated. It, it, it looks like it looks like it, um, Tottenham Tottenham signing in, but then when you look at it very well, it looks it's, it's, it's a modern day loan deal because there's a buyback clause and there's a buyback clause of the, that will be activated in two years and Marcelo's contract expires in two years so it's, it's a very very complicated video but then before we before we move too far from Pogba Pogba is the topic of discussion so a World Cup winner 
and Europa League winner. What exactly is Toba's problem? What exactly is Toba's problem? His contract expired in two years. What exactly is his problem? Now, if he wants to leave, if he says he wants to leave, but what what are the things? Like, which, which team would actually go for Toba? Which team? Which team would be? Risk it if he wants to leave now, but if he leaves in two years, oh, so many, so many suitors. The right time wants to leave. Which team would want to risk signing for Kuba for like, uh, and you know, you know the transfer transfer window. Thanks to same for Kuba and Nema. Transfer window right now has has really been crazy. Bad players leaving for ridiculous sum like Shah Felix. Bad players leaving for insane amount, astronomical amount. So if he wants to leave, what are the clubs that could actually like fit his wage bill and his transfer transfer fee? We have PSG, Barcelona, Juventus, Man City, and Madrid. First off, PSG, PSG, money making. Hey, the, 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 the team from Liguan, the the money making machine of Liguan. PSG, if they want you to get, it's very easy. PSG, if they want you to get you. I remember when um, Barcelona wanted to sign Verratti, uh, they, were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were they were mooning over the price, mooning over the price. PSG wanted to sign Neymar, straight up, release close, 222, and they got their boy. Uh, that, same, um, that same year, they, they, they got Mbappé on, on loan because they could not sign him due to the fee that they paid for Neymar. So the next year, they paid 180. They are actually, they are actually like, Apart from Man City, I think Man City is the only team that could actually give PSG a run for their money. But PSG, they are like the sugar daddy of football. If they want to toast you, their money they will use. If they don't give you, if they don't show you money like this, you either don't, mm, don't lose. Next team, next team, you are playing for the, you are playing for, you are playing in, in Paris. So um, the, the the thing is, Paul Pogba could actually fit into PSG style of play, but that. That giving if they don't sign Messi because they, they, we all know Messi. Messi wants to leave. Messi wants to leave Barcelona, and it could be it could be swayed by the it could be swayed by by the, the by, by the appeal to play with Pep Guardiola at Man City or to play with Neymar at PSG. So we know that these are the two two potential suitors for Messi. And so if he goes to PSG, it will be. It's going to affect Uber's transfer. Definitely, definitely affect Uber's transfer because of the wage bill and because of the transfer fee Uber is leaving the summer. Um, next is Barcelona. This this is like uh, okay when you want in a tight series you say the dark horse and the Chihuahua. Uh, the dark the dark horses are the ones that have like sure odds of winning the title. Chihuahua are those that that okay let's say an outside chance of winning the title. Barcelona have an outside chance of signing for Uber. Why? Because uh, sitting in the capital, yeah, they, they could use the attack there as money, that kind of thing, that kind of vibe. But then when you look at when you look at the wage for person, when you look at the wage bill of persona, I doubt, like I doubt, I doubt if you debate Niger, if you if this sport you say to not sign for Kuba, you could actually pick Barcelona and be sure that this one will come out because they have the tendency to not even be interested in Kuba. To not even be interested because they, they have Pianich, they have Dijon uh, and so on in midfield. So I don't think Popu, I feel Popu will be surplus requirements for them. Uh, the next one, hmm, Sugar Daddy or Premiership, City. City, oh, oh, first City signing was Tevez. 
since they sent first city signed it and made a statement try that was the best since they signed Tevez, they actually proved that okay if you do anything they signed Tevez from their noisy neighbors from their other neighbors okay city happens to be the noisy neighbor from their other neighbors uh, united so since they, since they so you so this will actually be the first direct move from united to city so city could actually get this boy but now the problem is where does he play where would he fit in um, we have KDB playing attacking midfield. We have Rodri could Rodri could play DM. Gundogan is okay. Gundogan is an injury prone player, which could actually affect. It could actually affect the signing of Pogba because when you look at it, Pep Guardiola is Pep Guardiola is, is um, for FPL users, for FPL users, FPL owners. Pep Guardiola is someone that, that is mental. He likes to rotate his players. He doesn't. Most of the time, he leaves FPL users winning. Ah, you could actually pick a Mares to start, and he'll be like, no, he doesn't want to play Mares. He wants to play Bernardo Silva. So it's actually very confusing. But then, Pogba coming to the team, and yeah, in, in injuries have actually made him rotate the squad. So. But Pogba coming to Man City will actually cement the best level for them. Because they will know that okay, they will use Rodri, Pokuba, and KDB, and that midfield will be solid, very very solid. So they did themselves. They know if he's living now, the transfer fee could actually be lower than the 89 million United paid for him in 2016, or maybe very maybe uh, a little bit close though. Let's say like 75. No, 75 is not even bad. 75 is not bad for a player that has two years left on his contract. Then we have Madrid. But from the outset, Zidane has said he is not interested in Pogba. Like he doesn't really want him. He doesn't want him. Uh, I think he said he's close up the game or something. He just said something. Just said something that that just said something about Pogba. But then transfers, transfers are transfers are like a whole new ball game entirely. Like you could actually say, I don't want this player. They come out to sign you. We've seen, we've seen teams do it. We've seen teams do my game in transfers. We've seen your your club do it. Yeah, with the DVD situation where they apologize, publicly apologize, pulled up the said they were not interested in the game. We've seen them do it for the Kata situation. We've seen um we've seen Barcelona do it for the the Hunt situation. We've seen we've seen, we've seen them teams do it on several several occasions. Then still go back to sign the player. So, uh, Madrid could be like a potential destination, we don't know, but then, yeah, probability, let's say probability, uh, 40%, 40%, 40%, and GV, oh, who does not want to go back to, who does not want, who does not like the temptation of going back home, like, I'm not saying it's from, it's from terrain, but then, he played there, he played there for, he played there for like, Three seasons. He played there for three seasons, and uh, yeah, the temptation of going back to him, going back to, to going back to meet familiar faces, feel at home. Most, most of the time, when you want to tempt a player, like Ruben, Ruben has gone back. When you want to play, when you want to tempt, when you want to tempt a player, he, the appeal of going, the appeal of going home is always too tempting. Like, ah, yeah, I miss these guys, I miss this, I miss that. The player would want to go. The player would. The player would want to go. So GV looks like a very, 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 very interesting destination. Looking at the fact that they could actually get Pogba's 
will actually get for football transfer fees by selling shirts, selling jerseys, by selling jerseys, and this is actually very very expensive. And looking at all this, looking at all this, Paul could actually stay at United and redeem himself if this one is, a, is down to him. Because since 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 Milo came out to say what he said, so many ex-players pawned it. They've actually scattered him. They've actually like said so many things about Paul. Promising, for example, said if Paul want, if Paul wanted football to be about just a, then he should play snooker, which is actually weird because Paul is a Paul is a person that Paul is a person that rips into players like he doesn't care who you are. Um, Jimmy Kaiga, Jimmy Kaiga said he has not seen anything that Paul has ever done that if if he were to be the Glazers like now nah, if not him be Glazers, we well, have sold him twelve months ago. Hmm, I love Owolu being a blazer. Uh, Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan even made a comparison between Ozil and Paul Kuba, which is, which, which, which was actually weird. Like, mental. Ozil wants to play. Kuba said he doesn't want to. Kuba's agent said he doesn't want to. So, I don't know. But then, now you go to Sabia, you go to connect. Ah, everything connects with each other. So, Paul could actually remain. Smith is pleased because technically the boy is gifted. He's very, very gifted. He's good. But what would you do to unlock Paul Pogba? He needs to calm down. He needs to understand that okay, I won't play for it. It's not as if he's not being paid. 290 is actually 290 right now. Me with the talk. 1k pounds. Oh my god. If I do podcast again, 1k pounds. Oh! I invest that kind of thing. So when you look at it, 290 is actually massive, massive for somebody that plays, for somebody that plays just 90 minutes of football, trains, uh, eight hours, eight hours in a week, and plays just 90 minutes of football. Oh, 290 is actually massive. These guys are privileged. So for someone like Paul Pogba, he should sit, book out. At age 27, you could actually still be a club legend for United. It's very easy. It's very, very easy to be a club legend for United. The way things are, he's actually, uh, he's actually a legend for the French national side because he won the World Cup. But if he should take, if he should take, if he should take that form back to United, it should actually help him, help his career and help his reputation. Because now clubs could, clubs could actually be scared of signing for because be like he did the same as. The same as uh, United. What what assurance do you have that when it comes, he's not going to misbehave? So he, he could actually be on his own road to redemption. Even though okay, he could actually be on his own road to redemption, and Milorella could be that GPS for his road to redemption. Now instead of putting instead of instead of making stupid stupid um instead of making claims rather sorry instead of making claims about what your um, what your client wants, what your client doesn't want. Allow him to do the talking in the field of play. They are probably close to the transfer window. You can come out to see this. Now you can't be seeing it one week to the Manchester Derby. No, this would actually this would actually um this actually destroy the stability of the team because now if the team should lose if Kuba should put in a bad foot they'll be like oh his mind is no longer there his mind is no longer here his agent came out to say he doesn't want to play again then why are you starting him now it will actually give it will actually give rise to Kuba not starting because now they'll be like why is Kuba starting his mind is not there why if box up the blame will be the blame won't be on for Kuba when Paul the blame will be on only 
position, which means that now Ole would have to start resting for or playing when the team is needed. Then okay, now when you look at when you look at things, two seasons ago, Paul Pogba was like, okay, they'd be like, ah, United fans be like, ah, hey, what are we going to do now? Where are, are we going to run to? What is leaving us? This is that. That is this. No. But now with Bruno Fernandes dropping incredible numbers, if he's not scoring this week, he's assisting. He's, the, I, I, I have a feeling that this week, the, uh, at the end of this season, like. Three players would break Henry's record of 20 assists. It's like it's too sure. If Bruno Fernandez, Hurricane doesn't, if Bruno Fernandez doesn't break it, Hurricane does good or Salah would. Like it's they actually like that for the for the for the race for the um, assist assist record. So when you look at this, Pogba leaving United, he won't be missed except Bruno Fernandez collects an ACL or a very nasty injury. But but but. Pogba could actually redeem himself at United. He could actually redeem himself at the United Footballs because he's, he's, he's an own boy, played in the academy. They, there's, a, there's a fan base for Pogba. So if he works on himself, the fan base will gather still. Convince Europe, it's very easy. It's very, very easy to convince football fans. Put in three good performances. They are singing your praises. Put in five good performances. They are singing your praises. Put in ten good performances. You have an anthem. Very, very easy. You have an anthem. So I, I know say money not in my hands, so, but my advice to for Uber would be stay at United, fight for your place. Things will come out. Things will come out. Apart from apart from when you look at it, they are like yeah, yeah, yeah. people call Bruno the leader, but you are like I think third third choice third choice captain after Maguire, Didier, and Thorpe. One okay, Maguire, Didier, then you are next. So. Yeah, you could fight for your place. Just stay and fight for your place. Okay, 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 okay. That's it, guys. That's all I have time for. That's all I have time for. So, should we share the goods? <laughs> so, that is it on your favorite podcast, The Stone Critic. Yes. I'm very grateful. Very grateful. And I am still your skinny. Black or Nash. See you next time, guys. <laughs>